Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another Spooktober. We watch Shudder. All month long, we're going back and checking out older Shudder original and exclusive releases that came out before we started this podcast back in March. My name is JD, and who's here with me? It's Michelle. It's still Michelle, guys. Uh, has, 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 to the best of our knowledge, it has always been Michelle. Are we living in an alternate timeline, and it has, in fact, not been Michelle sometime between then and now? Who knows? We'll find out together. Only in... I know, and I'm not telling. That's right. So we are uh, uh, talking about a movie today called Random Acts of Violence. Uh, dropping the shutter description on you here. Uh, when comic book creator Todd Walkley embarks on a road trip to a convention, people start getting killed. It soon becomes clear that a crazed fan is using Todd's Slasher Man comic as inspiration for the brutal murders. As the bodies pile up and Todd's friends and family become victims themselves, Todd will be forced to take artistic responsibility. A Shudder original. Michelle, we're wasting no time. Give us them spoiler-free thoughts on random acts of violence. Hmm, well, for a movie called Random Acts of Violence, that sure was a well-organized storyline. Uh, ties everything together in a nice little bow at the end. I appreciate that. As we all know, horror movies have a tendency to fall apart in the last 15 minutes. Oh, this yes. one almost lost me. I was like, are you gonna? Nope. Perfect. Good ending. Good uh, overall story to get to the ending. I just need to emphasize that I love that the ending did not suck because I totally expected it to. Um, this is a very uh, pretty film, despite having a lot of random acts of violence. Um, and I like that it is about a comic book writer and a lot of the scenes you could pause and view it exactly as it is and it would look like a comic book frame. A lot of the uh, shots that they do are very reminiscent of comic book imagery instead of like standard kind of filmmaking style. Some of the way that they do zooms and things are a little odd unless you're taking into account this is how it would look in a comic book. Uh, lots of monochromatic uh, shots. I just, I really overall enjoyed this. I think it's very solid. It does raise an interesting discussion about true crime fans that we can get into it in a little bit. But sure. overall, very good film. Uh, very fun. I love Jesse Williams. I have seen most of Grey's Anatomy. Um, sadly, <laughs> I have seen most of Grey's Anatomy twice. Um, and so glad to see what Dr. Avery is all about these days. Uh, 4.25 skulls out of 5. That Thank explains you. why I had no idea who Jesse Williams is because I have never seen a single episode of Grey's Anatomy. He's also currently on Broadway and he is in Detroit Become Human. Um, he actually does a lot of voices for video games. I could tell you all day about Jesse Williams. He is a beautiful man. Okay, well, <laughs> I have some thoughts on the movie that we watched. <laughs> I just want to talk about Jesse Williams. I love his eyes. Continue. Uh, yeah, Random Acts of Violence was... Uh, uh, I, I wasn't absolutely blown away in, in any sense, but it was a, an enjoyable film. 
I, I I do agree that it was very very well made. Uh, I have to wonder. Uh, not only is it about uh, a comic book creator, uh, but it's based on a comic book uh, by of the same name. Uh, and I have to wonder how much of the visual elements of the movie. Uh, are taken directly from the comic. I'd like to go back and look at that because you're right. There are the the framing and the way a lot of this movie is shot definitely has a lot of that flavor. Uh, overall, the story was, I think, okay. I, I thought these uh, it, it's an issue that has definitely been addressed before. Uh, I wasn't utterly taken in by it, but it was it was perfectly capable. Uh, this one, uh, I definitely enjoyed uh, seeing it. I don't know that I would ever rush to see it again, but I also would, would certainly not discourage anybody from checking it out. Uh, this one, I'm going to give three and a half skulls. I think that's fair. That brings us to an average of 3.875 skulls. For random I, I didn't... acts of violence. Yeah, I did not do the math in my head. I have an Excel workbook. Well, <laughs> hey, work smarter, not harder, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, of course, we're going to break down this movie, talk about all sorts of things in, in real heavy-duty spoilery detail. Uh, so if you don't want to have anything spoiled for you before you get a chance to go see the movie, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, this is where you're going to want to hit that pause button. Did you hit the pause button? Well, I mean, if you did, you came back and you hit the play button again. If you didn't, well, it doesn't matter. We're about to keep on with the talking. Uh, Michelle. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm stuck on pause. Uh, was I supposed <laughs> to hit recording again? Uh, uh, so, uh, so I guess, first of all, let me ask you, did you know that this was in fact based on a, a comic book? No, I did not. And I immediately made a note when you mentioned that because I am excited to check that out. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly interested in, in, in taking a look at that. Uh, uh, something that, uh, here's a, a little peek behind the curtain. We're recording this the same day that we recorded the review for that release, The Sadness, way back in May. Do you remember that fucked up intense movie? Uh, that do. also also was loosely inspired by a comic book. Uh, uh, I don't remember what it's crossed, I believe is what it's called. But So this is two comic book movies here. Uh, Random Acts of Violence, definitely beautifully made movie. The movie was directed by Jay Baruchel. Uh, some of you Who know, I love. yeah, mm -hmm. he's. Uh, I've only ever known him as a, as an actor. Obviously, he did a bunch of those those Judd Apatow things back in the day. Uh, he's a real funny guy. Uh, I, I really enjoy him in in most of what I've seen him in. Uh, but uh, a real great effort, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I think this is his first directorial feature. Uh, and if I'm wrong about that, I feel bad. But no, I thought it was a really well made film. Um, there is some really, uh, intense gore in the movie, but they're, they're very limited set pieces, uh, not necessarily rising to the same quality and effect, but they exist in sort of the same sense that like that sequence in Silence of the Lambs where Hannibal has, has flayed the police officer and hung him up in the cage for everybody to come find, you know, just those brief explosions of real intense gore and violence. And then we kind of move away from it until of course you get to the big climactic sequence, which is whoo, there's some, uh, that's a, that's like a, 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 like the, the dinner from Texas chainsaw massacre to a whole nother level. It was, uh, there's, there's meat all over that dining room. Delicious. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God, that room smelled awful. I can just I can. I imagine. bet it did. I very I'm much sure it bet awful. it did. So uh, tell us some some of your thoughts about uh, uh, about random acts of violence, Michelle. Yeah. So um, I like that the core. I guess story of this movie is a discussion that does come up about true crime fans. And at one point um, or at what point it's okay to talk about true crime versus worshiping a killer versus honoring the victims of that killer. I think that is a line that is constantly um, trying to like, people are trying to be respectful, but still, you know, kind of solve their morbid curiosity. And that's a lot of what this discusses. And I, I like that. Um, it's like the Michelle McNamara uh, miniseries documentary and how it was about the victims um, that were from the, oh god, well, which one was her killer? I'm uh, blank oh, name. Uh, yeah. California. Uh, oh dear god. <laughs> we're awful people, I swear yeah, we to are. god I know this. Hang I'll on. Be Gone in the Dark is the I'll name of the series. The what which, what which, is the name of the killer? Oh, Golden god. State Killer. The, Golden yeah, State Golden killer. State Killer. GSK. Oh my god. I just made us How look embarrassing so stupid. for both and of like, us. Oh my I God. know. We're like, we really like horror movies. I know nothing. My entire <laughs> brain is blank. But yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of uh, All Be Gone in the Dark and the discussion about the Golden State Killer and about how a lot of um, people talk about the serial killer but don't talk about the victims. And that's really what the main character, uh, Jesse Williams' character, what his girlfriend is trying to do. Um, and they're trying to play, you know, the two different aspects of that. And I don't know, I really like that kind of sub-story a lot. I, yeah. I think they got into the nuance of it and it was, I uh, that part. yeah so uh, ultimately it it becomes a discussion of especially when you start basing entertainment on real life tragedy uh like what responsibility do you have like you say to the victims of of that real life occurrence uh, at what point uh, does it become exploitational of those things? Mm-hmm. Uh, to what degree are you perhaps uh, uh, maybe unintentionally, but nevertheless perhaps inspiring or reinforcing ideas in uh, people uh, who may uh, be already damaged and just looking for that last push to send them somewhere? Uh, you mm-hmm. know what responsibility those creators have in those situations, uh, and yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, uh, touches on a lot of those themes. Uh, there are things that I think have been discussed um, uh, pretty thoroughly in in other places. Uh, doesn't mean that they're not discussed well here. They're just uh, uh, you know some pretty common tropes, uh, I, mm-hmm. I think, uh, but uh, but smartly discussed. Uh, and overall, uh, I also. Uh, I don't know about you, but let me run something by you here. Did you at any point get the impression uh, that, and we're just going to hit full spoilers here, did you at any point get the impression that uh, Todd is actually the killer and that whole big ending sequence was part of a giant delusion? So... Um, I was really, oh, cause see, this is where I say like the ending got solid for me because I was going back and forth about like, is this killer 
actually real or is he a delusion? And I went back and forth and then feel like the film told us it is not a delusion. That guy is real. And I bought into that. And I feel like if he was a delusion, I would have been way angrier about the ending. Okay. I don't think it would be solid enough because there was so much stuff like how would they have crashed the vehicle um, when going head on against that guy with the other family? He's sure. killing the family. Like, I was trying to think, like, is this a fight club sequence where especially because I rewatched it knowing the ending a second time um, and the first time I bought into it, the second time that I rewatched it so we could do this episode, I was keeping in mind like is there a possibility it's a delusion like let's try to see and i was like there just wouldn't be a possibility of him killing these people and also doubling back to be himself like they said that the security cameras confirmed that he did not kill his friend who was on a picnic table he was in his hotel room so i would have been very upset if it had been a delusion and i was expecting it to be a delusion and i was prepared to be mad about it right and that that was uh uh something that i i feel like the uh the only way you could get around some of those things is you would have to then uh create the impression that the entire film as we have experienced it has been within that delusion you know what i mean yeah. like like all of those things that that uh that um exonerate him are part of the delusion as well uh but yeah it's just an interesting thing that i definitely thought of while we were going through it mm-hmm. one thing about this movie where i do feel it falters is um, they just sort of, uh, the way they handle the reveal that Todd's uh, mother was one of the I-90 killer's original victims, and that's part of what inspired him into all of this in certain ways, and he represented that in the comic uh, through other characters that aren't uh, explicitly him, uh, I like I like that idea, but it felt very clunky and tacked on the way they reveal it, and it's just like, oh, hey, here's this other detail. Uh, like I, I feel like they didn't do. Uh, at least I didn't feel. Uh, a lot of really good development of that idea. Maybe I just missed some things because I wasn't fully taken in by it. Uh, but I don't know. How about you? What did you think about that? So I had kind of the same experience but i so i did not dig in um after watching this as deeply as i sometimes do to like confirm like did i miss something before making this judgment um but i was wondering like is the guy actually the i-94 and five whatever is that guy i-90 okay i was like i don't know which i-90 uh so is he actually the i-90 killer or is he a new killer a based on his co- yeah because i thought copycat because he waited until these comics were put out and then started doing the kills based on them i don't think he was the original so that separation helped me there um i do think it was a little odd that todd's mom was like that it never comes up like his girlfriend is doing a story on essentially his mom's death and honoring her as a victim and he doesn't say to her like that's my mom i'm a little like upset about this like it never comes out exactly that way um and there's no like hints of it so i almost thought like maybe i'm wrong and maybe that that todd's mother is not one of like the i-90 victims she just happened to be another victim in a different 
case and I'm confusing the two because we don't have a great picture of the girl in uh, the girlfriend's book. Like maybe that is a different woman who kind of looks like his mom and he just happened to like have a mom who was killed by somebody. I don't know. It is a little like gray area for me sure. and I'm not positive. Well, and, and you uh, just to, to pedal back a little bit, you made a point there that again is is kind of interesting to me. Uh, I left this movie with the very decided uh, impression uh, that this was not a copycat, that oh. it was the original I ninety killer, and it all has to do with that drawing that the kid makes because there's a line in there where he says something about how when he first saw that drawing, it had some kind of an effect on him or something like that, as if he's referencing the fact that he was there when that drawing was originally created. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I, again, I, I don't know because all of that stuff, like I said, felt very rushed and tacked on and not well explained, not very well uh, uh, detailed and, and layered in that I'm not 100% certain really what was happening. And that also is part of what contributed to my idea of, well, maybe that was the point. Maybe I'm mm -hmm. not supposed to be certain of what's happening because maybe this is all part of Todd's delusion and Todd has just gone fucking batty and he's killing his friends and a bunch of other random people along the way uh, because he was broken and traumatized as a child. You know, I, I don't know. Um, that's I... also interesting though, because, uh, I also took it as that guy was there during the creation of the drawing, but that he was a separate serial killer. Oh. Like he was there and that's kind of feeding into the idea that his mom was not an I-90 victim. She was a victim. This guy went on to do different murders. Um, I viewed them as two completely separate situations and I just, I could not tell enough information because they don't name his mother. They don't really talk about, I was really trying to fixate this time watching through it of like any hints that like the I-90 victim was also his mother and because there isn't any connection we only have one image to go off of i didn't think there was a connection because sure. it just it would come out of left field otherwise and i think um, ultimately yeah. what we're realizing is that uh <laughs> two things first of all uh the fact that you got a very distinct and logical impression in one direction and i got a very distinct and logical impression in another uh is very clear evidence that they didn't do a good enough job clarifying what was happening uh, yep, but also I was confident right in my idea <laughs> but also that there are plenty of things there are plenty of ways this story does make sense if you just were give, if you had just given us a little bit more detail a little bit more specificity mm -hmm. uh, and detail along the way uh, which is why I, I I didn't out and out dislike the story I thought it was a, a good story I thought you know it was it, it was okay it, it could have used a, a, a touch up or maybe a a, a a script doctor to take a look at it and and add a couple of things and move a couple of things around I tell you one of my favorite things about it it's 81 minutes long you can watch this movie <laughs> in a heartbeat it's nothing it's I uh, love that yeah I love when they don't waste our time with random acts of violence <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, nice yeah. organized quick violence, please. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, it's an enjoyable film. It's not one that I think you need to run right out and see, but not one that I think you need to avoid by any means at all. Definitely mm -hmm. put it on like your 
your back burner list for when you've you've got a night free and you don't have anything in particular you're really itching to watch it's it, you wouldn't be making a mistake to watch random acts of violence yeah i've watched it twice now and i enjoyed it both times i got very different impressions like this time knowing it kind of solidified my idea and then my idea is way off from yours so that's well, very interesting what's <laughs> interesting about it to me now though is is this conversation uh i think kind of ensures that i'll probably go back and watch the movie at least <laughs> one more time just to spend a little more time with it and see if i can sort anything more out from what's there uh, yeah, but like like I said, it's it's uh it's really it's well done. It's a beautiful movie, man. Really, really well made. Uh, uh, uh by the way, I I did uh, happen to find out while we were chatting here that uh, this is actually Jay Baruchel's second film as a director. His directorial debut was the hockey comedy Goon, starring Sean William Scott, which I have never seen. That's a very, very different type of movie. From I imagine <laughs> it is one way or the other. Um, oh, wow. I so, love Sean William Scott, though. He is one of uh, Minnesota's greatest treasures, so I will watch it. It's got Alicia Cuthbert in it. You know how I feel about her and Wyatt Russell and Allison Pill and Jay is in here. I'm going to go watch this movie. That's that's what this I may have. I, I may to have to go movie. check it out just <laughs> on the fact that I saw a lot of really great directorial choices in uh, in Random Acts of Violence. Uh, it, yeah. was, uh, it was it uh, was an enjoyable film, and I strongly suggest uh, you uh, you maybe watch it sometime. That's I, I strongly suggest yeah. you maybe check it out. <laughs> That's a very solid iffy stance to take. Absolutely. Maybe you should possibly kind of maybe watch it if you want to, but no pressure if you don't. <laughs> For sure. So keep listening. I like it. Yeah, I'll keep... probably watch it a third time now because yeah. now I'm curious. <laughs> right. Maybe what we should do is is uh, if we find an opportunity, we should sit down and watch it together, and we can you, we can point out to each other. See, this is what made me think this and sort of tear it apart together we'll see how it goes that sounds uh, great uh i it, will bring my notebook um i am prepared it does occur <laughs> to me that it might take us four hours to watch an 81 minute movie that way but... that's what i was thinking we're definitely gonna be pausing and just arguing like look right. at the way her hand is placed it's clearly on his shoulder he's not a delusion she is physically touching him right for sure for sure yeah no i'll, I'll right. write an essay i'll send it so your way. uh <laughs> Uh, making our way through Spooktober. We've got a bunch of these already down. We've got a bunch more to go. Uh, what movie will we be talking about for these people tomorrow, Michelle? Ooh, tomorrow on October 11th, which I know because it, because right now it is October 10th. I am not recording this in May. It's definitely um, not May 12th. Not. <laughs> yep, nope. But they haven't heard us talk about recording in May yet. It's always been April. This is our oh, first I, I, May I, one. Oh, so. you're right. You're very <gasps> exciting, right. Exciting, exciting. Um, <laughs> okay, anyway, tomorrow, October 11th, you can tune in for Color Out of Space. Oh, Lovecraftian horror starring the great Hollywood madman Nicolas Cage. Yeah. What's Color that? Color out gonna... of Cage. Color out of Cage. <laughs> I like it. Oh, oh I'm excited. I'm be excited. Sure, I love be sure to tune in, <laughs> folks. Thank you for checking it out. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I hope you guys are having a good time with us. Say good night, Michelle. Good night, Michelle.